0: thank you so much carol and mark it's really good to see you guys uh laura bless you milan is also hi dr gail and Kurbus engelbrecht even even though i can't see your uh, your picture but bless you guys and then david it's also good to see you guys yeah uh thank you so much it's really a great privilege and uh an honor just to to speak to you guys today uh so guys, Ma, uh, Carol phoned me about last week and asked me whether I will be prepared to give a teaching on the spirit of Leviathan and also briefly touch on the spirit of Jezebel. So now just before I, I get into that, I first would like to acknowledge a couple of of people that, and sources that i've used in in preparation for this um, first of all i would like to uh, acknowledge uh doctor or pastor enrique renner from america as well as pastor vlad i don't know how you pronounce his surname chef Chock, as well as a friend of us here in south africa kathy de la hunt and the late john paul jackson and one of my favorite favorite teachers uh, dr michael heiser so i don't know whether you guys have heard of dr michael heiser but he's uh, world renowned he's a hebrew scholar and especially second century judaism so i would like To show you guys just one or two books or perhaps before i i get to that um, in my research i've noticed that the spirit of leviathan is is actually a principality as well as if we have time two weeks from now jezebel is also a principality now i know if you go to youtube there are literally hundreds of teachings about leviathan and also about about jezebel so uh, Melania and myself also are regularly involved in deliverance and for a couple of years now and i've never ever have we come across the spirit of leviathan manifesting in a person that went through deliverance so in the research I've done I've noticed that Leviathan is actually A principality So that uh, Due to the vastness of the topic I was actually feeling That I must first Lay a foundation So that all of us can be on the same page And we can understand Where the people are coming from And why we say it is a, Or why it would appear that Leviathan Is a principality And how do you wage war against spiritual warfare against uh, a principality we will look in depth into that so just to uh, guys i just would like to say something else uh many of these things i'm going to or some of the stuff that i will say today will probably be foreign to you guys as well believe me it's going to be very very interesting so i would like to suggest that If there's something that i'm saying that 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 you haven't heard before which it's not clear to you guys just make a note of it and at the end of the teaching then we guys can uh, then we can discuss about it and and and, uh, just share some views on it so uh, carol if it's okay with you uh it's not that i want to promote the book or sell the guys books or whatever but really for for us as believers these books are very very uh, will be very very helpful the first one is this one by John Paul Jackson it is called the needless casualties of war and this book specifically John the late John Paul De- Jackson speaking this book and teaching this book about the dangers of taking on principalities which is not our legal right or our ground to do then i've got a number of books from dr michael heiser uh it's quite thick books it's very it's like a uh, it's, uh, a research book theological books this one is a very good book it's about a thousand pages now it's and uh the unseen realm other one that dr michael heiser wrote is uh reversing Herman is reversing Mount Herman. So in this book the research that he showed It deals in depth with actually what happened in uh, genesis 6 uh, When the sons of god married the daughters of of men Then there's another book that my dear wife just recently bought me. It is the book of angels also by dr. Michael heiser I see I see mark give thumbs up guys these are really really very good books uh, uh, uh research books and then another one also by dr michael heiser that i'm s- struggling to get in south africa there's a whole book about the teaching on demons so uh, just as a as a point of departure if if you guys are interested please see whether you can get the books uh, and uh, you can dig okay. in
1: can you put that
0: in the in the training group the names of those books okay, please? We, uh, i will I will definitely do that when we end. Okay. okay thank you okay, guys what we're also going to do is with regard to my notes uh, I've noticed that Mark put these notes on the on the group after the teaching, so I'm going to ask milani to it will not be this week once I'm done with the teaching on on Leviathan, looking in depth in Leviathan and just in broad strokes on on Jezebel, then we will put the the teaching on the group as well for you guys just to dissect and and, and, and criticize if you want to okay cool uh, so as i said when i started preparing this thing i really noticed that it is is an incredibly vast topic and it's very important that we have a foundation as a point of of departure and i guarantee you guys that we are going to you are going to hear things today that you probably haven't heard before it's going to be uh some of the things will be foreign but guarantee none of what i'm going to say will i not be able to back up from scripture so it's not just thumbs up and these guys are really uh, guys of of substance so the introduction that i'm going to do today will consist of two parts the first part i'm going to deal with ephesians 6 verse 12 to understand that Leviathan the principality of Leviathan Better when we deal with it We need to start at uh, Ephesians 6 verse 12 Now and then the second part Of of the introduction I will look at who the principalities Are uh, That oversees the nations Territories and Continents So uh, Okay So let's let's look at uh, Ephesians 6 uh, verse 12 first and I'm going to read it so I'm going to read it slow so that and then we will see things standing out I mean all of us have have read Ephesians 6 we are probably familiar with it we can uh, uh, quote it from that from the top of our heads Ephesians 6 verse 12 start off by saying for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places now Paul repeats this word against four times and or when he refers to this different levels of uh, de- demonic powers in Greek, the word against could have been used in in only once in, res- in with regard to or in regard to all four those powers but the fact that that Paul used the word against four times is a clear indication that the Holy Spirit Actually, want to bring our attention to something and highlight something to us, which is very important. Now, in four, in all four of those times that the wo- that the word uh, against is used, the Greek word pros they use Paul uses the word in Greek pros p r o c e. I think that is how it's spelled. Now the the word prose Always describes Intimate Contact Okay Now uh, the best example of the word Prose uh, Is found in John 1 verse 1 Where John described The relationship between The father and The son before Jesus uh, Became flesh and John 1 verse 1 reads in the beginning was the word And the word was with God And the word was God Now the word with he said the word with Is the same word um, As the word or the same word pros in, in the in the Greek Now the word pros in John 1 verse 1 described such an intimate or such an intimacy between the father and the son that they can actually feel each other's breath, breathing on each other's face. One commentary actually said that it says the word was face to face with God. So that is what the word "with" in the Greek actually means. There now. Uh, So we see that there's a very intimate contact between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now let's go back to Ephesians 6 verse 12, where Paul uses the same word as I said, pros. He said, pros principalities, against principalities. Pros powers. Pros the rulers of the darkness of this world spiritual wickedness in high places he uses this word to tell us that spiritual warfare is something that will come very close to to each and every one of us what he tells us is that there will be times and seasons that we will have intimate contact in other words face-to-face contact with these powers but it doesn't happen every day and that is why he uses the word against four times because we need to understand we need to understand it and we need to have the spiritual weapons in our armory to be able to effectively wage war okay so paul begins to describe the devil's powers by calling them principalities first of all then he calls them the powers of 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 darkness and then the yeah the powers of the rulers of darkness of this world and then spiritual wickedness in high places the first layer that paul refers to is as i've said principalities it is now the word principalities the greek word for principalities is uh, is Arthas is A R T H A S, and this word describes those that have held the highest seats of power since the most in, uh, most ancient times. From this word Arthas, we get the word ancient. I think that was wow. Now these are the ancient demonic powers which held very high-ranking seeds of power for ages and ages and ages past. Now, under them, Paul described the next group, which he called powers. Now, this word powers is the Greek word ecstasy. And he describes that these, or describes those that have received the license to do whatever they want to, whenever they want to and whatever they want to do and these are roaming spirits that was given delegated spiritual powers now the third category Paul describes is the rulers of the darkness of this world okay now it is the word the Greek word he said the rulers the Greek word there is kosmokratos. Uh, which is the word "cosmocratus" is actually the uh, the word military uh, uh, boot boot camp or booth yeah boot camp boot camp or a military training center. That is what the word "cosmocratus" actually means. Now the word "cosmos" describes something that is ordered, something that is disciplined, something that is arranged. And that is where we get the word Cosmos or the word Universe from. We, we know the word Cosmos or the Universe. The Universe is a place of order. Everything works perfectly. It's a perfect harmony and, and synchronized and everything. It is, a, it is a place of discipline. And there is arrangement in the Universe. Now the word Kratos or Kratos describes uh, power so in other words cosmos crowd krat- krat- kratos is a raw power that is being harnessed it is arranged it is organized the raw power that is harnessed raw power that is arranged that is disciplined and that is arranged uh, um, and organized so the picture that we have is of young men going to a military camp uh, military training where they are being disciplined till everybody is working in in unison and once they are being properly trained they are dispatched for war and that then uh, and the reason why they are sent out for war is to go and attack and that brings us to the next category which Paul describes in verse 12 as spiritual wickedness in high places Now the Greek word for wickedness Is Pone P-O-N-E-R Which is Someone that doesn't Only want to hurt you But his whole aim is to Destroy and annihilate you So in other words For example cancer Or addiction uh, Or Divorce spirits So that is, I think, f- from this we can actually uh, clearly see that there's a g- clear distinction that Paul is making reference to uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the hierarchy of the principle or the, 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 the demonic powers and what we are actually waging war against. So uh, now the next part of this session is our, or the introduction they want to look at is who are the principalities? That oversees the nations the territories and the continents so uh, genesis 11 verse 9 we are going to start there genesis 11 verse 9 says therefore its name is called babel because though there the lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth so Babel is where all the nations were born where do I get that if you look at Genesis 11 from verse 10 to 32 that, that gives you the nations that were born resulting from Babel all the nations that came from after Babel so Deuteronomy 32 gives us an insight of what actually happened in the spiritual realm at the Tower of Babel. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 8 to 9, says. So guys, uh, sorry you well, are. You're going to hear some background noise and. Uh, we are staying here on an amazing farm, and and, and and the people are busy working here. If you hear the dogs and so on, we'll uh, just just bear with us. So Deuteronomy 32 uh, reads as follows: When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, and when He divided mankind, He fixed the borders. Of the peoples according to the number Of the sons of God But the Lord's portion Is his people Jacob Is his inheritance Some some Bibles uh, Of the older Bibles King James Use this verse He says according to the sons of Israel But there is why i was using or oh, i'm so blessed by the books of michael heiser ever since they've discovered the dead sea scrolls they found even older manuscripts that all these all, that, that, that support these verses and the older manuscript used the words sons of god okay now uh, if you look at the, uh, one of the examples in New Living Translation, Deuteronomy 32, verse 8 and 9, also used the word, the sons of God. Now, uh, just as a, as, as a side note, the, the, the scholars have it that Israel didn't exist at that time, at, at, during uh, Genesis 11. Abram wasn't even in a covenant with God, because Abram was only called from Genesis 12. Okay, so now what happened it, at Babel is that God divided the nations and He puts His sons, and that word sons in the Hebrew is Elohim's. He put His sons, Elohim's, in charge of these nations. Okay, and thereafter, only thereafter, He started His relationship with Abram in Genesis 12. And he starts a new people with him which which eventually would have would become the portion of god which is israel we later see, or we later see that the sons of god this elohim or these elohims divine beings which were assigned to govern these nations have become corrupt can you guys still hear me is the background noise too is it okay are well, good? Okay. You can hear you. Thank you. No problem. So these Elohims have become become corrupt. They corrupted these nations. They enslaved these nations and they even abused these nations. They even then thereafter after tried to take the Lord's portion and seduce Israel to start worshipping them as well. Now let's let's look at uh, Uh, To start worshipping these other gods which were them now if we go to Psalm 82 verse 1 and 2 reads: God has taken his place In the divine council In the midst of the gods In the midst of the Elohims He holds judgment Uh, now the word Elohim speaks of a divine being and even the devil is an, is referred to as an as an Elohim but uh, uh I think uh, they also use the word Nahash which is uh, is this, uh, 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 an adversary or, or whatever uh the word elohim is even given to god so if you if you look through the through the scriptures the hebrew bible constantly the word elohim is used and even god himself is being referred to is a elohim elohim but there's a difference god is yahweh god is unique there's no one else like yahweh elohim because yahweh elohim is the one who created the universe Yahweh Elohim is the one who created Every human, every being And even the spiritual beings So then, then it, it went on in verse 2 it, and Where God is now sitting in this Council, in this divine council With all these Divine beings around them And He Is reprimanding them And He is asking these gods These Elohim, these sons of God How long will you Just a judge unjustly And show partiality to the wicked That is what God is asking them Defend He said to them Defend the poor and the fatherless Do justice to the afflicted And the needy Deliver the poor and the needy Free them From the hand of the, of the wicked That was unquote at the end of, of the verse If we then jump to Verses 6 to 8 Where God says I said, You are gods, all of you. And you are sons of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Does it sound familiar? One of the princes that fell? Okay, cool. Now God pronounces judgment on his sons, these this divine beings, whom he has at Babel entrusted to rule the nations. So it indicates that God has this council and that God is not ruling alone. He's actually getting other beings to rule and reign with him over specific portions or areas that he have allocated to him to them. Now what has happened is that instead these sons of him then rebelled against God and they make these nations to start worshipping them as gods and they became the gods for the nations. They also begin to teach the nations all the evil things, evil ways and they even start to seduce Israel (coughs) to worship them. Instead of worshipping Yahweh So God has made it very clear to Israel From the beginning That they was not allowed To worship the hosts of heaven And it is not only talking about The physical stars and the sun and the moon Or whatever the case It is talking about these physical Or the spirit beings That the Elohims The sons of God And God says in Deuteronomy 4 verse 19 uh, to Israel and I quote he says and take heed lest you lift up your eyes to heaven and when you see the sun the moon and the stars all the hosts of heaven you feel driven to worship them (coughs) and to serve them which the Lord your God has given to all the people's under the whole heaven as a heritage. So if you look at, now let's quickly look at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 20, where Paul is making a reference to Deuteronomy, first, uh, to Deuteronomy 4 verse 19, where Paul says, Rather the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship With demons So when the nations worship Whatever idol They are actually worshipping A spirit being that is behind this idols So Deuteronomy 32 verse 16 and 17 says They provoked him That is God To jealousy With foreign gods with abominations they provoked him to anger they sacrificed to demons not to god to god to gods they did not know to new gods new arrivals that your fathers did not fear so guys we see that behind all these rituals all these gods of the nations all this greek and roman mythology there is a spirit being standing behind behind those things you see why did you do you guys ever wonder why did god say to moses in exodus 12 verse 12 he says i will pass through the land of egypt on that night and i will strike all the firstborn in the land of egypt and, and and check this now both man and beast and against all the gods of egypt i will execute judgment if these things were just no no power in this thing then then god wouldn't have called these things god he said i will strike these gods and i will execute judgment against them now if you go read the 10 plagues, I had a note and I was feverishly looking for this note, every one of those plagues was referenced to a specific God in, that God had defeated in Egypt, so every single one of those gods, the last one was, as we all know, was the so whenever I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for that, uh, that, that, that note of mine, and then I'll also uh, put this, I, I would have loved just to go through that one so then every plague That was caused by Moses Was not just to punish the people of Egypt But it was to bring judgment Against the God of Egypt The gods of Egypt that was enslaving Israel Now I want us to Let's let's go a little bit deeper uh, Let's go to Daniel 10 verse 12 Now Daniel 10 verse 12 Start off by saying Then he, this is now the angel, he said to me Do not fear Daniel For from the first day that you set your heart To understand and to humble yourself Before God, your words were heard And I have come because of your words But the prince of the kingdom of Persia he is referring to a principality the prince of the Persian of Persia withstand me 21 days and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia he's not speaking about physical kings here guys he's talking about these spiritual beings these spirit beings Verse 20 of Daniel 10. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. So guys, I just want you for for today, just bear in mind, I'm I'm just going to highlight a, a part here. He says that, the prince of Persia withstood me, the angel, for 21 days. And I actually needed the help of Michael. And then verse 20 said, And I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. So clearly indicating here, and that's why I will refer to later in on, on the, on the next teaching, we are not to fight principalities. The Bible clearly says, this angel says, I am the one who is going to fight these beings. I am the one who actually need the help of, of Gabriel to, to 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 dispossess or to push this thing out of this principality of the ways so that I could actually come come to you. So just bear this in mind. We will look at it in more depth in detail in, the, in our next teaching. Uh, okay. Now now from then now from Daniel 10 we can see that. Or we can actually see how powerful these beings are uh, now now this is an interesting part also he make reference to he said, the prince of the kingdom of persia and then the prince of of greece so these spirit beings will take on the name of a nation or of nations and the territories that they they represented and governs and oversee now a similar thing is applied to in the new testament and wow when i when i when i saw this this was absolutely mind-boggling that in luke 4 verse 5 to 6 it says the devil taking him that is jesus up a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time and the devil said to him all this authority i will give to you and their glory for it has been delivered to me and i give it to whomever i wish you guys you guys see the the thing now i mean the devil says all this authority was given to me where was it given to, to, to him in Deuteronomy it was, it was given to him Deuteronomy 8 or Deuteronomy 32 verse 8 and 9 it's amazing that Satan makes a very profound claim here and he said that the, all the kingdoms of the world was given to me did you notice that Jesus, did, Jesus didn't contradict him and say to him no 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 this, that, that is not the case so the devil was right. That is why Jesus didn't contradict him there. Very, guys, very important. If we look at at 2 uh, Corinthians 4 verse 4, we must remember the devil is not the God of this earth. God is the God of the earth. Because Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. The Bible says. Second Corinthians says, he is the some uh, some call uh, referred to him as uh, the God of this age or the God of this world. It doesn't. The world doesn't refer to to the to the the earth per se. It refers to the systems and the principle and and the kingdoms and that thing. He's the God of this world and the God of this age. He's not the God of the earth. Now the traditional answer to 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 look for verse five and six is where yeah but uh, many arguments is that yeah it was when uh, it happened in the garden of edom eden when when adam and eve fell that that they handed the authority to to the devil if you if if we read the bible carefully and then i don't have time to go into it but it's actually amazing that Genesis 3, Genesis 3 was not the only place where there was a rebellion against God. There were actually three rebellions with the the Bible. Sorry guys. Sorry Sorry about that. There were three rebellions that the Bible makes reference of. The first one is in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3. The second one is Genesis 6. The sons of God marries the daughters of men and the third one is the genesis 11 the tower of babel so if you really want to know more about this and do an amazing study go go see whether you can get these books of michael isaac especially this, especially this one of the unseen unseen realm he goes into detail in pages and pages full pointing out from the bible where he gets it okay now uh Another thing, while I was while, while I was preparing this, this Satan was actually in Luke four. I don't know whether you guys have picked it up. He was actually prophesying his own demise, because he says this: "I will give this to you, all this authority and these kingdoms I will give to you if you if you uh, worship me." But I just want to stop there. He said, "I will give all these to you." So we are going to get to this way. and you will see how he actually prophesied his own demise and he didn't even know it because eventually it did happen so he said i don't have also have time to go through through all the gospels up to the crucifixion but have you guys noticed uh, we, we that have read the the gospels from the beginning from from when jesus started with his ministry he always said i have come for the lost sheep of israel and he sent his disciples out and he said go preach to the lost sheep of Israel. And it's only two places. He never even allowed them to go beyond. He he never allowed them to go to the Gentiles. There was only one or two places where there were specific single individuals of the Gentiles, which uh, he uh, was dealing with. So there you see that that is why Jesus said I'm coming for the lost sheep of Israel. He's referring to his portion Israel portion of God referred to in Deuteronomy 32. Now I want you guys to go to, if, uh, let's go to, to Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19. We all know this of heart. And just, just, just check this. It happens, Matthew 28, verse 9, 18 and 19, was after the resurrection. And just look what Jesus' words is now. Go therefore into all the world, like, what well, he says all authority ha- all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth now go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit guys this was absolute that was mind-blowing up to the crucifixion the world apart from israel belongs to the to all these Elohim but after the resurrection jesus now all of a sudden he's, he says going to the world now the world i'm taking back the nations of the world and i'm the one who's going to rule and, and, and reign and therefore i want you guys to go with me and and be my sons and my daughters and bring the gospel so that these people can come into my dominion and in my kingdom okay uh, if we look at some, uh, just quickly back you remember I said that uh, the devil said to Jesus, all authority is being given to me, all is, all this authority was given to me, And in Luke 4. And what does Jesus now say after the resurrection? All authority is being given to me now, in heaven and in earth. I just thought, oh my word, this is so, so amazing and, and, and exciting now if you look to to Psalm 68 verse 18 and Paul is referring to to Psalm 68 verse 18 in in Ephesians 4 verse 8 verbatim, he almost quoted he says Psalm 68 verse 18 read you have ascended on high you have led captivity captive you have received gifts among men even from the rebellious Paul quoted in Ephesians 4 verse 8 therefore he says when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So what do we say after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, all the nations have now become the inheritance of God? And I was blown away when I when I read Psalm two verse seven to eight, where where David was prophesying and he was actually saying, The Lord said to me, the me in capital letters, if you if you look you are my son today i have begotten you and then he says ask of me in capital letters and i will give you the nations as an inheritance the ends of the earth as your possession." i thought oh my word man jesus i'm absolutely amazing even prophesying the devil was so fast asleep he didn't even know what was going to hit him and when he found himself he, he didn't even have pants on he was naked Okay, so then Paul says in in, in, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 13, talking to us, Do you not know that you will judge angels? And we see that one day we will rule the nations. Isn't that, wow guys, I think that's just so amazing. And we will rule the nations in terms of or let me rather say according to 2nd Timothy 2 verse 12 Timothy says if we en- endure we shall always uh, or we shall also reign with him Revelation 2 verse 26 and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end to him I will give power over the nations so guys I don't know what you guys are thinking about it. I just think that you're... I, I just felt I, I, I have to put a, a, a foundation, this foundation or this introduction, and from, from this we will then be able to use it as a, as a stepping stone or as a springboard to something absolutely incredible that's going to happen when, when, or when, we, when we study the, the topic of, of the principality of Leviathan and, and a little bit of, of Jezebel. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know whether you guys have any questions. I will, I hope that I will be able to answer some of the questions, but I think uh, pastor or my friend Mark and Carol and Laura and those people, they are the ones who's going to answer the difficult questions. I'm just going to sit and relax and enjoy.
1: (laughs) Well, if you have any questions or comments, you know,
0: the prophetic word that went out was that this year is going to be an exceptionally difficult year outside Jesus will be a good year inside Jesus so we are not even a quarter into the year and already there's chaos all over and if you see how everything is just skyrocketing big time so three weeks ago I felt that God God was putting it on my heart and for us to say that for us to see this season season through the season that we find ourselves in three things will be required I mentioned it last week as well Radical obedience, that's what I like, radical obedience, even, you see, we'll have to get to a point, while I'm on that one, we'll have to get to a point where we don't wait for God to do things like this, our default mode must be to do that, because God expects that of us, He says, go and pray for for people, go and share them, okay. the gospel, not, yes, it's good to wait on Holy Spirit, but that's a radical obedience, second one, radical faith guys that is an awesome one radical faith you don't have petrol in your car i put the white hanky on the thing or a red hanky on the on the fuel gauge whatever the case may be and just go don't drive 80 or drive 120 stretch yourself
1: (laughs) so that will feel like. that the ladder of oh, mine, I'm a little bit sharp. Exactly. <laughs> Can I do that the without out of drive? No, the picture. No, don't okay get to work without a
0: driving club. Okay, let me rather say God is so so gracious and merciful, probably he probably will, will not condone it, but he will probably help you out for your faith's sake.
1: Yeah. and then the last one
0: <laughs> radical giving guys we have to get to a place where we radically have to start giving ourselves, not only ourselves everything that we have I'm, I want to prophesy to us today we are going to be when you, you know when you take someone and you chuck him into the deep end of the pool God is going to chuck many of us, if not all of us into the deep end of the pool when it comes to radical giving because there are lots of people that doesn't have and this season that we are even ourselves is going to I don't want to prophesy it but I was saying to Milani this morning if if your grocery bill was a thousand rand every month now within the next couple of of months or whatever you are going to pay pay two thousand rand for probably less than you bought for the thousand rand everybody is going to bite so God is going to throw us into this thing of we will start have to start caring about one another yes okay that's exciting cool fantastic that means if you have bride if you have a bride there's only three chops invite us and we will share and everybody will have enough (laughs)
1: listen to (laughs) me
0: The thought popped just pop into my head as I was saying this this thought popped into my head we are going to see if we are obedient we are going to see bread multiply in our hand food multiply in our hand provided we don't like in the the, the widow of serapheth yes we are going to see these things provided we are prepared to step out and do it cool invite me for your brides <laughs> no, I I out. Your <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: this one gentleman in the, in the church where I was going to um, was dying of cancer. And he believed okay he was gonna make it through but he didn't. But this is birth birthday and he took a leap of faith, he just stood up and invited the church to go to their house to come and have some coffee and a a piece of cake. And uh, his wife was at the home now preparing, but they only had a little bit, she she was only expecting a handful of people, you know, uh, she thought just the very close people would, would come. Almost the whole church arrived, and they didn't have enough food. And as the people were arriving, the food was multiplying. There was, food was coming from all over people were delivering food there there was so much food over that actually managed to give food away yeah. Yeah. It was, Amen. You know, it just thank you
0: fantastic cool so I promised you guys two three weeks ago I, I want to speak about Isaac so we some verses so we'll start from 26 verse 1 to, to 6 he says that there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in, in, in Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land to which I, of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land. I will be with you. I will bless you. For to you and your descendants... I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven of heaven. I will give you the your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obe- Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge my commandments, my statutes, and my law. Okay? Radical obedience. So Isaac dwelt in Gerard. And then verse 12, verse 12 uh, onwards, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped that same year a hundredfold. <coughs> and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants <coughs> so the philistines envied him there's 15 now the philistines now the philistines had, had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had had dug in the days of abraham his father <coughs> and they had filled them with the earth of with earth and Abimelech said to Isaac go away from us for you are much mightier than we guys we are going to if we if we are radically obedient people will please go away from us you are your presence is, is, uh, is, is, is convicting me then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Jerrah and, and dwell there and Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham's father for the Philistines had stopped them up after that after the death of Abraham he called them by the names which his father had called them verse 19 also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of, runny, of running water there, verse 20. But the herdsmen of the herdsmen of quarrelled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Ezek, because they quarrelled with him. Verse 21. Then they dug another well, and they quarrelled over that one also. So he called its name Sitnah. Verse 22 and he moved from there and dug another well and they did not quarrel, quarrel over it. So he called the name Rehoboth because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Verse 25. So we built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Verse 32 it came to pass in the same day that Isaac's servants came to told him about the well which they had dug and said to him we have found water isn't that amazing i mean it's absolutely amazing story the bible clearly says there was a famine in this area you know that I've, i've 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 encircled it seven times from verse 15 seven times it says isaac servants dug a well
1: <coughs>
0: so guys the question is god has a plan for every single one of us every one of us are probably in a season where there's a desert we are in a desert season of our lives and various and i think probably for most people financially we are in the desert season <coughs> in the er- areas of our life we are in a, in a season where we are in a desert and the thing is how are we going to dig the wells in this season? what are the kinds of wells that we have to dig? so there are certain principles that God is requiring of, of us, the first one is obedience obedience to the voice of god so i'm come back to that radical obedience (coughs) obedience to the voice of god and sacrifice the second one the second principle is sacrifice not a formula you guys with me okay now the the question is if you look at it just just imagine this picture you are living in a desert there is no rain whatsoever Even in this area where we are now, the sun is 40 degrees every day, and you and I have to start digging a well. Let me let me let me put it in this in this in this way. Say for for example now, all of a sudden there's no water, and God said to us in the middle of of a very hot day, I mean we don't have water for about. A week or whatever, God is telling you. Listen, I want you to start digging a well. I want you just to start digging a well, six foot. The soil is hard; it is rock hard. Can you imagine? I don't know about the ladies, but I can you imagine? I wonder how long are we going? First of all, we are going to start reasoning with God. Nah, there's no way. Where am I going to find water? In this? So first of all, you have to graft, guys. I mean to dig a well is not just to sit there and make, it is really hard work, cool. God says to the instructions was dig a well, it it wasn't raining, the amazing thing is the only one that was given this blueprint it would would appear was Isaac. they were living in this country they had their other wells and so on. nobody else was digging wells but the bible clearly says he first of all start opening the wells that was stopped or that was blocked the wells that his father made and that the philistines blocked first of all he said to them start opening those wells My question to every one of us holy spirit's question to every one of us which wells that our forefathers have dug? promises of God in their lives, which was blocked by the enemy, which was blocked by disappointment, which was blocked by (coughs) unbelief, how many of those wells are we aware of, you hear what I'm saying, have we ever go to a place where we ask God, Holy Spirit please show us, because every one of us sitting here, our forefathers and our great parents or whatever have, have dug wells promises of God promises that God gave them <coughs> that were supposed to come to us I, how many of us know what those promises are how many of us know what the prophetic words are that God has spoken over them how are we going to know Holy Spirit is so faithful that if we ask Him God, there were certain promises that you've made to my great grandfather pertaining to us. What are those promises? You hear what I'm saying? Are we prepared to go and, and spend time in the presence of God, trusting Holy Spirit? To go and reopen those wells because the only reason why those wells were blocked, I and mean, if you read the story, there was water in those wells, but because of envy, the Philistines went and they blocked those wells. Because of envy of other people, envy of the dreams that our parents have for us. The devil and other people's voices have blocked that promises for us guys, you probably, we can argue and say, yeah, but I, my, my grandfather was a real scabengo, whatever the case may be. It may be. But what does the Bible says in Psalm 119, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is some of them. So even though my grandfather probably was a scabengo, he was could have been an alcoholic, I'm just using, or a womanizer, whatever. The, the, the word of God still is as relevant 100 years ago as it is today god have spoken he has thoughts for them and he wants and he has promises that for that grandfather that was he probably have dreams for him that you and i can walk in We need to start opening the wells of our ancestors okay the second one he says that isaac Became very, very prosperous. I mean, that is absolutely in this desert environment. There is no rain or whatever. Uh, he says then, verse 12 Isaac sowed in that land. Can you believe it? In that desert land. He sowed. And he reaped the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, and he, be- he, be- he began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous and the Philistines envied guys the word for you and me is what are the, what are we doing with the seed that God has, has given us are you and I sowing in, in this desert season how do I sow what do I mean by the seed that God has given me Lynn, I'm going to start with you. I'm not starting with you to, just to expose you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to, just at random, I'm going to ask people. It's
1: various
0: ways because it's not helping people. Isaac went and he sowed his seed in, in drought. If even, I mean, if we can't even remember, if we are struggling, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just using you as an example. I'm, I'm applying it to, to my, I'm glad that you didn't ask me to give me ten promises because... <laughs> but the thing is if we can't even remember the promises in the good times how are we going to sow our seed in the bad times i mean what i mean what are the seed what is the seed that god has given us the promises that he has has given you and me the promises that he has given you and me about our children the promises that he has given you and me about our finances you know that he says that your bread basket and your need but needing throw whatever will always be before oh, yeah. you know that he said that you will be the head and not, no, not the tail the you will always be above and never below yeah, yeah. you know that he said that that you are always victorious you know that he said that you are you are king and you are priest? I've appointed you to rule and reign yeah, we you know, I see that is that is what I'm talking about Isaac sown his seed in the in the dry season, in the desert, and he harvest a hundredfold. My advice is, I'm going to, to do some, just going to read some of these things, is that we need to go and sit and make a list of the promises that God has given us. Every day, start declaring the promises that God has given to you and to me. That thing like, for example, by my stripes you are healed. I mean, I've said it many times in the past. Guys, this season is going to be a season we will have to start sowing and sowing and sowing till it's coming out of our ears. And the only way that we are going to start believing the seed that we sow is by repetition. Because by repetition, by hearing what we are sowing, eventually we'll start believing because what does the word say for for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God okay now we see okay second one they dug a well they dug a well they were dugging wells dugging wells whatever seven times in this story every time they were I think, with with the exception of two times, every other time they managed to get water. The promise of God is, every time that you and I dig a well, every time that you and I are prepared to sacrifice. What do I mean by sacrifice? Every time that you and I are giving in praise in the midst of our circumstances. In other words, a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. What are you doing? You are digging a well. You know what the promise is that every time that they dug a well, they found water. God is saying every time that you and I are prepared to sacrifice in the in the desert, being radically <coughs> obedient to his word, guarantee you and I will find water. You, you and I will find what God has promised us even if it means that you have to dig a well seven times you know that this i I was looking at this actually an amazing and okay perhaps uh, i think it's even an amazing prophetic action and i want to make a suggestion if any one of us sitting here and you don't have employment you are waiting for, for and you are praying for a long time for god to come through for employment or we are having a problem with finances or we are having a problem with a sickness or whatever the case may be as a prophetic action i'm not saying go and dig a, a thing that is six foot deep if you want to dig that deep bless your soul but i just want to make i was it was dropped in my spirit guys just as a prophetic action that's what i'm going to do I'm get, and every time that I take a, 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 a spade full of soil out of going to prophesy God this soil is unbelief I'm taking it out of my well and this soil is the blockage of my breakthrough I'm taking it out of out of my well oh, that's it.
1: That's
0: it. even if you even if I mean if, if the thing is is very deep and you ask us or whatever i mean a, a pickaxe is not that expensive there are many of us that there's farms here they can borrow you a pickaxe or whatever the case may be
1: <laughs>
0: you guys see what i mean even in this season guys when we are having difficulties even if we get to a place where we where we really have financial struggles, whatever. If God press it on your heart to invite someone or to give, let's be obedient and we will see what God is going to do.
1: We will see what God
0: is going to do. I'm prepared to prophesy to us today. I actually strongly sense it in my spirit. Everybody was living in Jerah, in and the only one that was doing things differently was Isaac and it prosper to the end to the to the to the to the extent of the degree that they start envying i sense in my spirit if we are going to be like isaacs in this season doing things differently from what the rest of the world from what our differently from our friends are doing guys we are going to see Miracles and breakthroughs happen in our lives. We will have testimonies like we never had testimonies before in our lives. You guys okay with that?
1: Yes. We've all well received but, yes? but to just to be thankful all the time, even this honest little thing. Yes. I mean yes. it won't be just a small thing that uh, they take you, yes. or, or you throw in a vehicle and you come back make and say, yes like that and just keep going the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yes, you get into like a habit of just thanking the Lord all
0: the
1: time. Who mm-hmm. won't become a little opportunity to say thank you Lord. Mm-hmm. Open those doors.
0: And so we go. Yeah, he's also digging the wells. Yeah. The yeah. moment that constantly is speaking the word of God. You know Psalm 97 says, Bless the Lord, all you his saints. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name isn't that amazing he says give thanks at the remembrance every time that we remember his name we are supposed to give thanks david says in one of the signs seven times per day i will praise you i will bring you a praise offering cool so guys this is the recipe even if it's very, very tough, keep, continue digging your holes. And if things are really, really, if you feel it's not going to work, that is why we are there as the body of Christ. Pop a, a WhatsApp or whatever, please pray with me. Because if two or three are gathering together, two or three are praying about something, what is the promise of God says? There it will happen. Cool. You guys. Amen. Amen. Any questions? I'm absolutely convinced that that we can, every one of us can have a breakthrough tonight. We need one breakthrough and everything in our lives will change. Honestly, I promise you guys, we need one breakthrough. Our finances will change, our health will change, our relationships will change. The atmosphere in our workplace will change. This temper down will change. Amen. Yes. Please listen to me. I'm and I'm speaking to myself. Of, I know that every one of us just need one touch from God, Amen. but it will Amen. also depend on us whether we will receive the touch from God. Amen. As I even over this week, as God, what do you want to speak to me about? Uh, <clears throat> shall I go and look at notes of people or? At, couldn't get anything this morning woke up early again Lord what do you want to speak to me about and and this picture came into my head or I, 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 I get this this picture of Camperdown the town of Camperdown and all of us and I all of uh, when I suddenly became aware of even or I remember the the report that came out recently I remember when I started here in Camperdown 20 years ago Compared um, not 20 years, 25, 20, 26 years ago. I mean Almost getting 27. Some of you guys are longer in Camperdown than in Cato Region. And, so. and us who are staying in this area will will concur with this. The Camperdown that we, that was of 27 years ago, is a, a shadow of the Camperdown of today. I mean, it is. Lord, how is it that there's such. So much dilapidation. I mean, it was a vibrant town. There was, there was vibrant schools. The town was clean. I mean, there were <coughs> a lot of people were working in this area, and then all of a sudden, as the years was going past, things started going backwards. And Emma, I, 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 do you guys agree with me or? all of a sudden there's an influx of crime and I don't understand I said Lord how is it that we've prayed Milani said many times you've prayed and I'm, I'm convinced I'm not the only one we've prayed for development to happen so development is happening but all of a sudden there's an influx of crime that's coming with it you can't even go to the spa now without looking over over your shoulders and I said Lord how is what is happening here what is happening that course we are we we are supposed to to bring a change here that things go that things prosper and getting better and it's not getting better Mm -hmm. and i sense that the holy spirit was saying to me that speaking first of all to myself because i mean i can't complete uh, give a message to you guys if i don't do self inspection (laughs) and the and the thing that the lord showed to me he says as as for you personally and as for, for the believers walking around with two things in your lives which are the, the, the opposite sides of the same coin a fence and not sowing not tithing no I'm not speaking about tithing that you guys must tie, tie here to, to, to us that's not what I'm speaking about I want you guys someone has your bible here just read Malachi. I mean, that was actually profound when I saw this. I've read this in scripture so many times. Malachi 3, verse 8 to 9. Okay. okay.
1: Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? in tithes and offerings you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me even this whole nation
0: and i he says they are robbing me with tithes and offerings and then he says you are cursed with a curse, with a curse. and i thought it's not god that's sending the curse god will never send in the, the curse yes in the earth but he says because of this What means all of a sudden we are opening a door for a curse to come and attack us. Exactly. Now, the thing is, how do I break the curse that is operating in my finances? First of all, I will have have to start giving. Giving. The the fastest way to get yourself out of a situation is is giving. i mean i i I spoke about it for two weeks in succession i didn't plan to speak about this i thought okay god this is now that but this thing that immediately said the moment that that we even withhold offerings and offerings is yes i mean in this context in, in in this context speaking about physical offer i mean money offerings and and so on but i mean there's other offerings as well praise offerings You guys I was I was listening to a lady yesterday Amanda Leroux One of the things that she said is that when the enemy was attacking her family she was constantly praising God If we want to see a breakthrough we need to bring a sacrifice of
1: praise. Of
0: praise. Well, this, guys, it's, we have, we've said it so many times. I don't know. If, the thing is, and if you look all over the church, it is almost a, of a, as, if our, if, as if our default modes kick in when things are going difficult. Instead of praising, there are many of us that praise. The thing is, instead of praising... We, we start looking at our circumstance. No, I know it's okay today. If, it, if if all of a sudden I lose my job today, I will. It's easy to praise. I'm I'm worried. I will still probably praise at the, the end of the week. But if the salary, if it's salary time, and I am and I don't get my salary, question is, what is our default mode going to be? Are we going to do a sacrifice of praise, or are we going to do? A, uh, an, an offering of the negativity, not even offering. Which is I the, mean, it's the just to the
1: devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> One of the things that I've noticed, and I'm so glad that we are here, is that the mosque and the university. That is, we as the church we're supposed to have made an impact many, many years ago. Because we are not making an impact. The devil is making an impact. That is why so many people are losing their job. If you notice, even Rainbow, I mean, how many years ago, Rainbow was one of the, the strongest companies in South Africa. There's nothing left. And, no, I don't want to preach to the converted, but I, I honestly... Think feel and think that God was praying, pressing it on my heart, we are in a position to, to make a difference. So God but why is it that we don't make a difference? Well, perhaps I must first say that I remember uh, about, this, about this, this mosque and the university. Guys, whenever we go past that place, Let's declare that you will close down in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen.
0: You don't have to shout it out, whatever the case may be.
1: You can if you want no, to. No, I mean, if you want to,
0: there's nothing about it. I mean, the thing is that let's make a prophetic declaration. That place, we, let's declare that this university will become a place where people will gather in the name of Jesus. Amen let's declare that there's an open heaven and that the muslims will have will have visions
1: and dreams
0: about jesus alter was just telling me about things are all of a sudden there's a shift that is happening at at cambridge ben was also telling me in this week there's a shift that is happening he said that more and more people are coming in i mean they all they 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 even have decided that they are mm-hmm. going to or they are they they ask the the methodist the council to please come remove all their stuff from inside the old church that they want awesome. to use it for children they have an average of 25 to 30 children per week
1: that
0: is awesome. i'm so excited to hear yes, um, that so yeah, it shows you there's something that's busy happening there's yes. a less a shifting that is busy happening. Oh my word, isn't that amazing? Yes. So every single one of us can make a difference and declare that this one, every time, God, we declare and we pray that your kingdom come in this area,
1: Amen.
0: these things will close down. We pray that you will send your angels to push back the darkness. Okay you know the amazing thing is when, when, when the Lord was uh, p- putting this on my heart he said okay but no I understand people don't want to hear about tithing and I'm convinced that all of us if you're in a position to tithe all of us are tithing yes. Yes. I mean that that is a yes. command yes. the amazing thing is that you know spiritual laws work God says all I want is 10% of yes. your tithing or your offering or whatever just the, if you, didn't, if you and I don't tie or bring an offering, that 10%, rest assured, as we are sitting here today, it will go. Either your washing machine will break, or your car will break, and there goes the 10% that you were supposed to, to give. So either I'd rather give it to God than give it to the devil. Who I hope inspire you, I inspire you. I'm inspiring myself also.
1: <laughs>
0: That's why I say that I always stick in the speed limit and stuff because to take 200 rand for a fine is just as good. I'm going to stand. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to stand in the small house in your house and you chuck it down there, flush the toilet. There goes the money. So if you don't tie it, it's the same principle. There goes the devil sitting with his open mouth waiting to. The <laughs> very important thing that I've noticed when you talk about about the offerings. Now I've I've mentioned to you guys before. Uh, very very important ask God to show you where to sow, It's not necessarily money but where to show you that sometimes it's food, sometimes it's your time or whatever the case may be. Years ago, God show us to start sewing into to Mark's ministry. And I remember though Mark and Karen, you guys know them, they are living they are walking by faith. I mean I've Mark and Karen, you can ask Milani, they don't buy sell them they are buying from I'm uh, not from what uh, is it from pick and pay i don't even know they think how uh, they know how pick and pay look inside they buy from woolies 90 percent of the times because of their prin, they their principle they ask god to to, to look where to sow and when the holy spirit speak to them they give i remember now we we i mean for years and we are still giving but there was a time when my mother-in-law we had to take her out i mean and we we had to put her in, that, in the retirement village and we decided okay instead of giving money to to that ministry we are rather going to do the honorable thing and support all of a sudden about a couple of months later i noticed things are not going all of a sudden there's a lack there's a lack there's a lack and i wonder but what what happened here this spirit clearly showed me it's an honorable thing that you do you have to take care of your parents, but the, f- the soil that was giving you f- that was giving you a harvest, you have put no seed in that soil. So I decided, okay, what well, I will do. I'll continue sowing there, and I'm continue supporting my mother.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
0: I know. I mean that had it not been for my mother-in-law, I wouldn't have had a wife, and I wouldn't have been here today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had no kids.
0: <laughs> and. Uh, is what i would would encourage us guys go and look for soil where you can sow your seed so i will be very careful as to what i'm saying now it's a spiritual principle if you are in a church and that church is using that your tithing For something else. In other words, every 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 week they have a have a they think this incredible lights and so on. I'm 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 saying it very very careful. Ask God. I know it is a it is our duty to sow, but ask God to show you whether you should still sow there. Well, I and myself, we came from a background in a church. I mean, we were tithing every month, and we were still lacking.
1: Mm. This yeah, church have closed down now. Yeah. Why? It wasn't good soil.
0: Because it wasn't in good soil. They didn't do with the money what they were supposed, supposed to,
1: to do. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know what they're doing
0: No, it's not your business what they're doing with the money. But the thing, the point I would like I would I, but I, I, I think in the church where you are, you can easily see yeah. if, if your church is not prospering, you're not to prosper. That's for sure. Finishing yeah. club. Okay, now, see, I, I, I know it's being recorded but I'm saying either the principle is we must still give but that's
1: what the
0: thing is but the principle is you have to ask God where yes. do you have to yes. if it and if you and and the thing is if you don't get bread in your house ask God whether it's time for you to go to a place where you can get bread
1: does it make sense guys
0: I'm not knocking churches please don't let, listen to it <coughs> all I'm saying is we need to be good stewards we need to become spiritually mature, to follow the, the spiritual principles, and spiritual laws. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Now, with another thing, and is it, with regard to this area, and, I, and I've, and I've noticed, there are many, many people in this district. I've seen them every day coming to court. There's a curse of poverty that is hanging over this area. Of
1: what? <coughs> of
0: poverty. Poverty.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Now I'm not only talking about financial poverty. The moment that we are speaking about poverty, the first thing that we think about is our ah, finances. Guys it's not finances it's about is about it's a small percentage of that. Yeah. You can have all the finances in the world and you are gonna be as poor as a pauper. Yeah. It's about
1: the abundant life that Jesus that, died is, what the,
0: that is the thing i mean i can have all the money but i can be poor in joy i can be poor in faith i can be poor in patience and all those kind of things that is the that that is uh, so poverty is a curse and uh, and i don't want us to be poor in the knowledge of god in the knowledge of the word of god There are many many teachings on youtube and everything and they are good stuff as well but even what like even things that i'm saying here probably 80 percent of the times stuff that i share with you guys is good stuff but there's also the 20 percent that's wafa this is my perception of of this thing you guys with me
1: yeah.
0: no we need to get to a place where you say, okay god what from this what he is saying what is the truth uh, and how can I apply this truth in my life there's other 20% I don't agree with him don't apply it to your life Melania myself had walked the road people in the beginning I remember there were times that oh my word it was so financially difficult and then people will come and that we look up to and they will give you a prophetic word and uh, say no God allowed you God wanted you to go through this thing because you haven't learned about that thing or whatever and it puts you under so con- such condemnation no that that is not that that isn't first the first point of departure if things are going difficult in your my life stop blaming the devil we are so easy to blame the devil guys and then stop blaming god if thing doesn't know god doesn't hear my prayer whatever the case may be and then stop blaming one another. Many times we are the biggest culprit of our own problems. Sorry, I'm not knocking I'm not you guys. I'm speaking to myself also because sure. I know that is that is in fact the case. Sure. God doesn't hear my prayer. God, what? Why, why are you not hearing my prayer? I know that instead of me going sit and listen, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to tell me? What is wrong in my life for this thing? Why didn't this thing come out yet? I mean there are things that Melania and myself are struggling with praying 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 it doesn't come to pass my duty to go and ask God what is what is happening in your life and one of these things is speaking to us to me at least said, listen you need to sort that thing out uh, you see there are various obstacles you see that perhaps I must say that Jesus has destroyed the curse of poverty you and I just have to <coughs> uh, make, it, make it our own. Mm-hmm. So there are various obstacles that prevent us from walking in poverty. And that's why I was saying poverty and offence is the... It is, it, is, it, is, it is both sides of the, of the same mm-hmm. point. Very first thing. M- and that is why most of, of the things that, that, that we are trusting God for, whatever doesn't come to pass our hearts have been contaminated guys, I've seen it you are in a church now. I'm one of these guys I will, I will look down the passage and I will see that port and I will see a person approaching I will, I know the person but I'm so busy, I'm busy thinking at that point of time I'm busy thinking of I'm, I'm, uh, in about a case or whatever you call it the empty box Milani call it the empty box I'm in my empty box and I will look at you and I will, I, I will not and I will not greet you it's not that I don't want to greet you I don't know how it happened but the thought doesn't come to, to I'm so busy thinking of this thing, my, my brain tells me oh there comes Lynn but it doesn't tell me say put hello. up your hand say hello Lynn now Lynn goes away what Yes, like that, you got a stinking attitude. That is his attitude. I'm also going to have an attitude. You guys with me? Or I'm saying something here. And you misunderstand what I'm saying, and all of a sudden, offense comes in your heart. Or you hear the word, and you take offense about about the word.
1: Or well, if you can't speak English so well, or whatever,
0: and people take you wrong, and then you get, I'm I'm, I'm to travel for that. Yeah. It's understood,
1: yeah
0: very good you see that the devil guys is, our, mm. is after our blessing mm. this is after our family and everything but the thing is that if he can take your blessing mm. you, are the, you and i are going to be the ones that are, are miserable very, one of the psalms says man i love this he says where there is unity god commands a mm. blessing you see, when he said, where there is unity, God commands, he said, there shall be a blessing. Uh, therefore, the devil, because he wants to steal your blessing, the devil will always go after your family and go after your house and go after. That is the thing, if he can, if he can and after your relationships. Someone quickly read Proverbs 18, verse 19.
1: be one than a strong city and their contentions are
0: like the bars of a castle you guys hear what the verses how many how many of us have walked the streets in this Camperdown for many years how many years have we (coughs) prayed for Camperdown to be saved that is hard you guys agree I mean it's hard to win we were I would have loved to the whole area of Camperdown to be on fire.
1: Mm.
0: Now it says there, a brother that is offended is harder to win
1: than a strong city.
0: To win over than a strong city. Because I've seen it guys many times. When people have a fence in their hearts, I want to say to you something. If there's a fence in your heart, the anointing will lift from you my life. If there's a fence in your heart towards offense, yeah. The anointing will lift from you. You can go and pray for a person, you can lay your hands on a person, and you're going to feel there's no there's no power. Other people you go and you walk around and you will pray for them immediately, you can feel there is something that is happening. Offence will make you poor in the fruit of the spirit. Hello, speaking to myself. There's no joy in your life. If there's no patience, there's no humility. If there's no gratitude in your heart, go and look what is the reason. Are you offended at God? With who are you and me offended with? things always reveal your heart and your mind. Hurt people always offend. Uh, let me hurt people always hurt others. Okay. Characteristics of an offended person, guys. Characteristic of an offended person. You are very easily offended. <laughs> you are very easily offended I can't tell you nothing and then all of a sudden you are offended how dare you and I want to say to you now you know the amazing thing I've even noticed in my own life I'll use use Daryl as example I will tell Daryl listen you need to sort this and this and this out immediately Daryl will get offended and I'm going to get offended because I can see his attitude (laughs) <laughs> Who do you think you are to tell me that? Hey, man. The villain, hey. so, so both of us are having offense in our heart because if, if I wasn't offended because of his attitude So guys Listen to me It is not sin That makes, that, that causes you not to have money it is not It is a fence that caused you not to have money It is a fence that caused you to have lack You say, but what is, How can you say sin doesn't Cause me not to have money Look at the Muslims Look at wicked people Look at the, how many people are in the world that doesn't even believe in Jesus They are filthy, filthy rich It is a fence Because the moment that there is a fence in you on my heart Rest assured the blessing of god he stopped yesterday there's this there's, there's this one verse in the book of, of, of i think it, i don't know with peter or hebrew or whatever the same principle applied that even though that verse deals with people that are married it said husbands live honorably with your wife and respect them so that your prayers could not be he said should not be hindered. There's another one of you just go back to, to, to I think it's Malachi. Oh man, leave just read that, that last there's there's another one. Oh my word, that blows me Which out one? of the word Malachi. Uh, I Malachi is three. three. three is it Malachi? Uh, no, no, not, not uh, it was Malachi <coughs> God no Malachi God was speaking to, to Malachi about about his about the wives. He said that about divorce.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, about the tin roof, about the leaking. No, 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 no. That's a, what, 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 he, what he says there? Uh, this is a part of my notes. I actually forgot it. Yeah, the, the, the covenant. Uh, yeah, uh, if I read from verse 13 there, Malachi, how much is it? Malachi
1: 2. And the second thing you do, you cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accepted it with favour from your hand. But you say, Why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make you one with a portion of the Spirit in their union?
0: Okay, and, no, I'll let you know, tell that. This principle, you hear what he says there? Say God is a witness against you. For you and me that are married, for people that are not married. The principle is here. If you and I are walking around with a fence in our heart, you know what? Where do you get a witness? In a court. What is happening here? I'm having a fence in my heart. Or I'm treating my wife like crap or whatever the case may be. What's happening in the court of law i'm praying god i ask you i need a breakthrough in those finances i need a breakthrough in my healing i need i need you to come through i am being attacked by people at at the office you know what that verse says because you have offense in your heart because you and i ill treat our wives jesus himself goes and stands in the witness box in the court of heaven you are praying he's your advocate but that verse says no 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 father i testify against this because there's a fence in his heart This is how he's treating his wife you cannot grant his request the devil doesn't i mean the devil can plead for you god will not grant your request
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it shocked the living daylights out of me when i saw that thing and I thought, God, this is, please, every day from now, speak to me. Mm-hmm. If, if there's, the moment that I sense that I'm picking up a fence, immediately I'm going to repent because I don't want Jesus to come and testify against me. I, I refuse that Jesus come and testify against me. That is such a shocking thing to me to realize. If, and I thought, God, please, I repent every time that, I'm, that I just disregard her or think, okay, I don't really value the things that milani said to me all, all, all those kind that's it seems to me there's even a bigger thing on you and me i continue to testify on that since every morning now i pray for my wife and i ask for, i say thank you for the best wife on that planet, the planet even though it's not
1: always but, true yeah. and yeah. since then my business you got, you got no idea to break through my marriage at the moment up to you can't believe it yeah, but you see that but my business i have this month and the, the last as I saw Jackie I had, you, you got no idea how my business has gone from zero to absolutely stupid. Yeah, and it's, yeah. and the only thing I'm doing differently is every morning I say thank you God for the best wife on the planet. Thank you that my wife pulls me up, lifts me up and does all these wonderful things to me. And since then it's like gone like wow but my marriage is been taking a place my dream.
0: My next question is now, you have to go and sit now and check. Is there a fence in your heart? Is there a fence in your heart? Because mm. it doesn't help you have all these other things. Mm. And I'm walking around with a fence. telling you now, guys, it shocked me. And that is why we are not making an impact here. Mm. God says there are people, Christians are walking around with a fence in their hearts. And that is why the whole place is being falling apart. That is why people are constantly suffering with sicknesses and all those kind of things. I don't want this in my own life. So may I challenge you guys, please? Let's us here. Let let let's get this thing sorted out. At least, even in, in, if, if I say something that you don't like and you take offence of it, please come speak to me about this, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if I'm taking offence about what you say, then you tell me why are you taking offence. Now both of us yeah. are offended. Yeah. Timmy, yeah. am I am I preaching yeah. today? No, you
1: definitely
0: have carry on. on. <laughs> <laughs> he the it's, it's needed. Pardon? Uh, I know they put you Did you hear me? Pardon? Uh, I said carry on. Carry on.
1: Okay. Hang <laughs> <Depends> on, how, <laughs> <what thing.
0: laughs> It's needed. Okay.
1: Okay. Wow. So guys, please,
0: I'm not taking out the stick to whack you guys. I mean, this thing was really good. It applies to me as well. There's one thing. Be, be quick honest. to forgive yeah, and quick I mean, to repent. you forgive credit not. you got to have credit night. Forgive someone in advance. Pardon?
1: Why shouldn't you repent first?
0: And then forgive. For, but perhaps I must say both of them are the, are the, the same thing of the, uh, the flip side. The so in other words, both of them say But the thing is, you got to repent first. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, okay. you must
1: stop